What's up, guys? John Sintez, Hunter Nation Baseball, Alex Rojas. My friend, this is my favorite part. We come together to create Let's Win a Ball Game, a brand, a podcast about current trends and the process of winning a baseball game, which seems to be not so talked about on the interwebs. Apparently, we just love boxes rotating from side angles that give no retrospect to where the damn ball went. So... I've been pretty high on on brand with all of that. But anyway, before you uh, get into that, please like and subscribe to this. Um, We're in the process of just really using a lot of this AI technology um, to help us, uh, you know, get some of these projects done. But Alex and I uh, spent a lot of time over the years, years now, um, just having conversations that we felt like would be important for other people to hear. So you can help us by supporting us by subscribing to either of our remote training programs. Um, we also have gear. If you're up in NorCal with my guy, Alex, go see him, go get a little challenge. Um, he and I will be figuring out coming up um, maybe June. I think we talked about, right. Possibly doing some kind of camp up at your place. I feel like that would be, we got to get that on the books too. Um, but you know, both of us have been so busy, and so we try to take a little time and put out a lot of quality content here. So without further ado, my wonderful associate, Alex Ross. What's up, peeps? What's going on, y'all? Um, so who who had a, uh, a question about hitting already? Oh, let me go back. Really? What are we doing? Uh, just some <laughs> random person. I need tips on hitting. Any tips on that's even better. Oh man, I'm getting excited. Got got guard dogs to let people know what's up. You so, know, this guy this guy lives in a very dangerous area. I woods. <laughs> but I do live on the outskirts of town where there have been, you know, like just sketchy individuals that roam in the neighborhood. Oh yeah. Um so real quick, when it comes to hit, right? Like I don't think like I don't think you guys in the in the in the real term of you guys like the we term you guys don't understand how to make small like six inch adjustments and that's why the, the swing is like really hard. So like if you watch John, he does his live. I don't do that many lives just because we're like I'm moving so fast and I'm like bouncing from tunnel to tunnel. I'm trying to figure out how to do it, but like it's tough right now. I'm busy, which is good. I'm busy as shit, but it's good. Like a lot of like what we've been talking about this week is our guys making a more direct move with the knob from their neck position, right? So here's some freebies for the interwebs real quick, right? So I realistically, need to let the weight of the bat do all of the work. That's why you see guys like Mookie Bats using weighted bats now. You hear about guys like Roberto Clemente swinging like 36 and a half inch bats, right? How did they do it? They understood leverage. Roberto Clemente was probably a little bit bigger than me weight-wise. Like, I'm about 191. He's probably like 205. Like, if he was 210, I would be so shocked. He would have had to be much larger, right? Mm -hmm. Great athlete, though. Hank Aaron, not a big guy right not compared to Barry Bonds right but a lot of what they have was like strong wrists right and so if you think about I need to let the weight of the bat work here's a pendulum folks see how it works up and down if I want to move a pendulum across I have to physically control it but for me to have the loosest action 
It just works like that. A lot of you guys, you force this shit across your body so fucking hard because you're trying to stay through it. Dude, this is actually perfect. So if I'm here, I just need to feel like the weight's going to drop. Then I let my hand guide it. Teacher man, kind of. He's kind of got it right, I think. But like that little piece right there, like if you can just feel this little six inch movement and then you just stay through it, you're, you're going to stay through it. Your hips are going to show up. Your shoulders are going to hit your tilt. Like you're going to go palm up, palm down. You're going to turn your back foot, all that other bullshit. But it's a six inch movement that a lot of you guys can't do, right? So if you have a hitting question, take a video of yourself and tell me, does your knob stay like above your chest when you go here or do you drop? Start and, with that. And, and you know what? Um, just to throw this out, um, I don't know if you have this, but we do, so you should do this as well. We both do one-time video analysis um, uh, sessions. You know, if you want to submit a video and and have Alex break down that six-inch move that you want, right, send us a DM. We can get you into the system. Both of us have websites that will walk you right through to be able to submit a video, and, and we'll get you back an analysis. Uh, I use OnForm. I'm not sure what you use, Alex, but OnForm as well. Right, OnForm. It's a very beautiful uh, process there. So hey, if you're, you need some help. OnForm, Puddle's a better name than OnForm, all right? I don't know why you changed your name. Just Puddle was better than OnForm. Oh. Huddle was on form? Yeah. So on form bought Huddle. Oh. Yeah. There it is. Mm -hmm. Things you didn't know. Because we were a big Huddle company. And then Jason came in one day and was like, hey, Huddle got bought. And I was like, by who? It was like some company called on form. I was like, that's the dumbest name. <laughs> that's the dumbest. Hey, that's I'm so the name technology is phenomenal. So like, yeah. hey, like the technology is great. Revamp the marketing a little bit, you know? Love the tech, though. Tech's phenomenal. They got that skeleton thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Nine-year-olds love it when I show them their skeleton. <laughs> like, if you guys – so can we talk about that real quick? Mm -hmm. Like, how many of your guys actually bring in video of them throwing in a game? A lot. I have them text it to me. I think that is so productive. I feel like yeah. – not especially with game changer being a thing yeah like we have fun. we have an ipad that is our trackman ipad that runs to uh usb-c to hdmi and so i can turn it to wi-fi they text me the video i pull the video up in our text chat and then we just watch it on the tv and i can go back and forth right there on the mound and show them like yesterday there was a little kid named uh ronan and uh he just gets in the game and forgets some of these things and so we had him take some notes and work on some stuff and like he was actually you know he's 11 too so him starting to put the connection between the moves of what he's doing in the gym and seeing the success of the ball doing what he wants to and then in game he's he's making these mistakes that a lot of guys make you know it's directly correlated to hanging a breaking ball and going yeah you know uh what was i talking about i think the other day you were talking about this it was either on the phone or in, on the podcast excuse me carbonated beverage um when you guys are hitting we're trying to do the thing that we are the best at at the plate not what the coach wants us to do and then the situation dictates that right i, I don't know if it was the phone conversation or if it was on the podcast you're doing advanced bp with some dude and he's hammering the ball to left field 
and you go, where do you hit the ball the best in the game? He goes, right center. And you're like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, have you not been here the last 30 minutes? Like, where have you been? Yes. Like, so to go with that, here's a simple hitting approach, guys. Until you get to two strikes, do what you do in BP. Like, what's the best thing you do in BP? If that means I hit the ball to left center, to over the left fielder's head, find pitches that you can do that on. And then when you get to two strikes, change it, right? Because, like, <laughs> we're trying to not strike out. I know strikeouts are just an out, but still, we're trying to not strike out. Ball in play is better than no ball in play. Right. Some situation, right? Unless, like, guy on first, avoid the double play. Like, it's okay for you to hit a pop-up. That's totally fine. But anyways, I feel like you guys have a lot of – I'm really talking to the internet like you guys are my hitting class. But I really, really feel like a lot of you guys, when you come in, like, uh, it's so frustrating because there's so many guys where it's like, what's your approach? It's like, oh, I'm trying to hit the ball to right field. It's like, <laughs> are you saying that because your coach told you to do that? Yeah. Or I, 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 go, I go with more of the obvious. I was like, you know there's somebody standing there, right? You said right field, like specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Where there's a dude playing, you're gonna hit yeah. it at the guy standing there. Yeah. Oh no, 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 I meant right center. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds like a much better idea. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, here's one thing that I started thinking about. Baseball is a game of threes, right? It's just if you play the game in terms of threes, right? You've got three outs to work with at the pitcher. You got three guys to work with in the starting lineup, right? Then you got the sides of the field. Even if you're trying to hit the ball the other way or up the middle or to left, you got to beat three dudes on each leg. You got to sure. beat two infielders, yeah. right? Then you got to beat an outfielder. Yeah, so there's always – it's kind of like a triangle offense, right? You got three triangles and three, right? Right? And so you see these triangle shifts, and then the shift just fucks the whole thing up because, like, then it's like these isosceles, tight little – it's like, well, how do I how do I get around this where just go up yeah. the middle or the other way, like figure it out. Like, yeah, stop, exactly. Stop pulling the ball. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But to go with that, right? The other part of it is is like what John talks about in sets of threes. Right? Sets of threes. Look at a pitch sequence in a set of three. Don't even name the pitches, just give them speed names. Fast, medium, and slow. Because you start seeing curveball, slider, what if you're wrong? You don't know, right? Because you're looking at the side of the angle, right? It's just, it's hard. But you can see, like, little wrinkles, yeah. stuff like that. You can That's assume true. medium, slow, right? But if you look at those sets of threes and then you start to chart that shit out, you can start to pattern dudes. You don't have to do that for every picture you hit against. But you start to understand, like, oh, wow. Uh, such and such high school, their varsity team, since this guy's been their pitching coach, this is their sequence overall. Because mm -hmm. guys do that. Because humans are humans, right? It's just one well, humans like patterns. We like straight lines. We're really organized, but at the same time, we're not, mm -hmm. right? But anyways, I feel like guys aren't looking at the game in these small chunks because, again, they're looking at it like an elephant instead of how do you – how do you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time, mm -hmm. right? Because they're looking at it like this whole thing. It's like, oh, my God. It's like, no, no, no. Look at the field almost like if you haven't played over the line, you better learn what over the line is because that's pretty much a game of threes, 
right? Yeah. But I think yeah. it's only two guys, right? And then a pitcher. So technically it's like a pitcher, fielder. So yeah, it is three, right? Mm -hmm. But you're pretty much only allowed to hit the ball what would be between the shortstop and the second baseman through the middle of the field. You just have to turn them, right? And just figure out ways to beat those guys. But for the main part of what we're talking about here, how do I hit it over those guys' heads? That needs to be your main focus, yes. right? Like not just like how do I hit it by those guys, but what's the ultimate thing? Hit a bomb. Yeah. Like, did I ask my guys last night? I was like, okay, so uh, I forgot who the guy's name example was, but it was like, let's say uh, Tiger goes up to the plate and he has four at bats. He goes four for four. What does he hit four of? I heard single. I heard double. I heard hard hit ball. Nobody said home run until I got it out. I'm like, no, dude. Like, like ideally, what would be the perfect game ever? You go four yeah. for four with four jacks. Four, four, four absolute pimp jobs. Right? And on the third right. one, and the third oh. one, I'm throwing my bat yes. over the dugout. I don't need this. Yes. Give me yes. yours. Give me go your bat. Guy. Like, yes. Give me a new one. Yeah. That's what we want, right? So, like. Yeah. What would your game plan be to do that as a hitter, internet hitter, right? Like that's that's your job. Right? Well, don't don't hurt the internet because they're still thinking about their back elbow as they launch the ball, right? Oh my god, I was I could hear a dad, like he was not disagreeing what I was saying, but I could hear like all of the information that he had probably told his kid, and he was just like. Oh, like we were talking about elbows and shoulders and stuff like that. And he was like, I wanted him so tall. And it's like, I totally get what you want him to do now and stuff. And once you tell kids, it's like ground balls work in eight-year-old baseball because everyone's bad, right? <laughs> yeah. You have to remember that. And like the dads always laugh. They're always like, this is true. They're not good. They're not good at all. Yeah, for sure. Right? Sure. So in essence, I'm going to get off my hit soapbox because i've been standing on it pretty tall right okay oh it's been fun you guys like like listen to what john and i are going to talk about for the remainder of this podcast right as if you were trying to chunk things together and not big ideas but just like little chunks because that's what you guys have to do to like get better out of your hitting coaches because it's not about even your pitching coaches it's like whatever it is but, like, you have to learn how to chunk information together and not try to absorb all at once. Because most of the time, John is probably going to layer you one layer at a time because he wants you to understand bits of information. Okay, you got that? Now I put on more. You got that? And now we go more. That's how you guys have to learn how to learn. Yeah. We did advancing key last tonight with, with our Trotsky National 13U team. These are our... This is my professional 12-year-old team when I started with these boys. Mm -hmm. And um, they're just not used to spin rate doors. And then they were able to play inside the level system of we do of level one, two, three, and four. And the youngest lefty in here um, that doesn't play on that team but was there for advance last night was just he, – he just wants level five the whole time. It's all, he, he, he only – everybody else starts level one fastballs. He's like, let's go. Like, he doesn't even care anymore. All he wants to do is compete inside the space. And it's funny because he just gets – he does. He started off getting carved up, and then now it's gotten to the point where 
he doesn't even realize that he's doing better because there's no more strikeouts. I'm not striking him out anymore. He's he's off the end of the bat. He's around it, right? And then we, when we um, go to machine um, on the next level, uh, he just takes absolute man hacks and really just tries to find his driver, like the distance of it. And then when he gets in with me, last night was the first night that there was like a little bit of a hanging cutter inside on him. We're talking talking 12 year old lefty small right and he tomahawked it over the first baseman um and we play on the the big field uh the big fields he hit it 260 with a drop five over the first baseman i go that's a legit double like about about 10 foot off the right field line like a real just yeah i'm like dude that's that could be a triple yeah. Could all the way in the corner in Boston like that? He's fast if he's oh, little, yeah, for sure. sure and it's funny because he just that's the whole game he plays when he goes to tournaments. I'm like, what are you best at in the field? He's like, right center. I'm like, do it yeah. every time until you see the center fielder standing in the right center gap. Yeah, do it. Do it. Yeah, hit it. You, you better rip it though. Yeah, because as soon as you see them pitching that, he goes, yeah, I just go down the line. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. And, like, that's you're... totally fine to be good at that for a long time. Like, that's totally okay. But as long as you're building up how to, like, avoid being that only guy, because then you're right. the – then you're – I already forgot his name. Joey Gallo. That's yeah. how you turn into that guy, right? Because yeah. then it's like, well, I was so good at that for a long time, and then, like, I stopped. This guy's <laughs> figured it out. It's yeah. like, well, do you have any other ways to play the game? No. Yeah. Yeah, the, it's hilarious. He he. What did what did they show? Like he went like he was the lowest number of fastballs thrown in the whole league, and he went like a month or six weeks without seeing like more than it was like one at bat or one per game. He saw like one fastball for a strike. Bro, you gotta change what you're doing. You have to stop doing that. Yeah, like, just like it, I'm sure his. I'm sure his mindset is so much more damaged than his swing is. Oh. Like, I'm sure his swing is still phenomenal, but, like, his ability to probably adjust is just severely altered at this point. It's, just, it's, it's not going to happen. I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I don't know. it's not going to happen. I always use the Jordan example. When he was a rookie, the A's shifted him three at-bats in the first game he played against the A's. He went double to left center, line piece down the left field line, three run home run to left field. The next day they played straight up, dude. I'll never forget that because I watched him his first at bat. I was like, oh, this guy's really good. Like, yeah. I don't know why they're playing him to shift so hard. And he just did it all day. It was yeah. pretty funny. It was funny how it's like the when they're when they're obvious, when they know the analytics. Like that's probably what just happened. I'm sure the 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 Astros who are so smart, you know, I I did that as a survey of the field. Like I I felt like sometimes people would play me in certain spots. Now obviously it wasn't happening because there's no way in high school baseball you're communicating what pitch is being thrown to where the center fielder needs to play and the scouting report how to get the guy out. You know, that's that's what's so impressive with some of these teams like the Astros and it's not that it's not that they're always in the right spot defensively. It's that no no you don't understand they threw the pitch to the spot and he hit it 
where the guy was standing. It's like an organism. They like yeah. know. Yeah, they like like the, the formula basically works out to about this 20-foot area yeah. right here. And, we're oh, gambling we, that this should work out to about a 40-foot range of we're right. Yeah. Because if it's a little to the right, it goes to uh, the better version of Carlos Correa. What's his name? The Astro shortstop? Oh, uh, yes. Pena? Yes. Pena, yeah. Right? Or it goes a little bit to the left and Bregman fields it. Yeah. Right? So it's like, oh, like, what do you got? <laughs> Dude, that's like, and again, that reminds me of high-level jujitsu. It's like, I know you're going to turn because I know you don't like this. And then you're going to do this with your arm because you don't like it. <gasps> And then I'm going to grab your arm. Right? Because I know. It's just like my black belt tells me that shit. Yeah. Like, I remember one time we were rolling together, and I was like, did you know I was going to freak out? Or, like, something like that. Because I was like, I, there was, we were having this conversation about how uncomfortable I was. He goes, pretty much my plan is to make you freak out, and then you stop using jujitsu and you start just, oh, and then you leave your arm open or your neck's like that. And, like, that's kind of how baseball is played. It's, like, at a high level, the Jedi's like you. It's, like, he knows that you like that fastball that lasts that bad. He watched you, like, pretty much, like, salivate at the thought of getting another one after you fouled it straight off. So he remembered that, right? And guys use that to their advantage to then put you into a – non-fastball count and you're sitting on a slider and you get your door blown open by 94 down <laughs> dick because it you just got destroyed in your mind it's not what happened on the field because i mean honestly i've seen i've seen 12 year olds touch 80 on a machine which i know a 16 year old could probably touch 95 if you trained them right but it's that brain you can mm -hmm. mess with a 16 year old's brain so much like like i I was watching a, a Navy SEAL clip of this. This instructor basically convinced this guy to quit by telling him, it's like, why would you stay here? You're lasting all the drills. You're always holding people back, like blah, 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 blah. And he goes, you should just go ring that bell. And the guy's like, don't make me do this. He goes, you're making you do this. And the guy rang it. And he goes, just like I thought. I didn't even ask you to. I convinced you. And I'm like, dude, that was just a mind fuck the whole time. He was just getting you to think about why you weren't good and you fell down the rabbit hole instead of thinking about how you could get better out of that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. It's just a yeah. mindset thing. Well, and it just, that sounds like a lack of solution mindset. You yeah. Know, like just, we're just keep saying the problem, right? Don't swing at the fastball high, swing at the fastball high. Sorry. Right? Like, well, that's not, yeah, right? Like, and I think you might be misunderstanding how this game's played. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We kind of started that off with that, Matt. We kind of started that. I'm making a funny video, trying to really use that cap cut and, like, make some funny. I just, I swore a lot in that video. <laughs> <It's> like, <yeah. laughs> that happens. Yeah. Um, but I got to ask you a Jedi question yep. here. So... There is a hitter in our high school conference who I believe he is hitting about 521 right now. He's going to the University of Washington, right? If you knew that there was some hitter that was just ridiculously hot, like he's just unconscious, how would you pitch that guy? He's like a righty guy with speed, like a short, 
righty guy, doesn't have a lot of pop. He hits a lot of doubles and steals a lot of bags. Well, he's going to have to hit my best pitch. So okay. I'm going to go with my best sequences. Uh, is he righty or lefty? He's a righty. Righty, righty. Uh, um, I'm just – I'm going to make him chase balls. If I walk him, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm gonna, that's all just I'm going to do. Sure somebody keeps hitting 521. I'm like, why are you pitching it? Like, like yeah. Why? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I mean, there's still – there's still a school of thought that walks are bad, but like you could see Maddox all, all the time would just be like, like Maddox was the king of, oh, I'm at the seven. Okay, sure. And yeah. he would walk, he'd walk the seven, right? And, and then maybe get the eight, and then, oh shit, he walked the eight. But then the nine was the pitcher, and then he had the double play, and it's like, yeah. ah, yeah. <laughs> start over. Yeah. <laughs> Game yeah. with threes, man. I just yeah. got to get to that guy, and then yeah. now it's a reset. Totally. Yeah. So I mean, there's a there's a ton of of that 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 I think is interesting as well. Um, and that's where you can see the Rays and the Astros are playing a different type of game. You know, I just pulled up the Rays and the Astros highlights from last from yesterday, and and um, good job MLB has finally figured out how to do real condensed game highlights. You know, um, we're not we don't get all the data on the screen but like these 12 minute highlights of these games are good man you can mm -hmm. follow other teams really well um and and it's the same thing what i would see you know 94 monarch cutters you know hard moving late pitches that are hard to square up mm -hmm. you know i think i think that that's the difference of of what i see in what the rays are doing to what other teams are doing like no, none of the other teams are trying to whatever pitch this guy has. I don't care what speed it is. I care that it's nasty. You know what? The nastiest, biggest shakes that I can get, you know? And so that's... Well, yeah. Drew Smiley made Manny Machado look like an idiot. Three curveballs in a row. Also playing two things there. Playing shadow ball and cold weather. Yeah. That sh that, those, there, were, there were a couple shadow balls I saw there. We're like, yeah. ooh, that sucks. That, that light that was right. I can't believe Major League Baseball lists this happened, by the way. Like, how none of, I can't believe none of the players have ever openly said anything about shadows directly over the line of sight. Like, should not happen in this day it's, and age. Should not it's happen. Part of the game, you hear the announcers talk about, oh, you can see the shadows starting to creep in. And, like, yeah. Me as a baseball player, like, I'm watching that. I'm just watching the pitch, and I'm like, I'm watching how he's changing what he's throwing. Because yeah. you can see that that shadow, like, I creep closer to the hitter from behind him. Yeah. And then once that thing gets in front of him, it's like the lights above you in the cage just turned off, right? So yeah. Like, okay, bro. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and it just makes for non-competitive, you know, situations that aren't fun, you know. Yeah. So. How, like – so I know that that has to do with like construction, right? Obviously, but like if you were to fix that, would that just be like more like screens like up oh, you just, above? Like... Every stadium has to have the, the bowl. That's it. Oh, sure. Okay. That's all you need. You just need a real bowl situation. Yeah, Lindsay what did you just... he just fan Tatis on three straight bangers, all swing and misses. Weird. Yeah. And hey, look, those guys. Let's see if that game's on right now. Those those guys too, uh, Matt are. Like Manny giving that up set up the rest of the day. So they're willing to swing at fastballs first A B in the simple fact that they know that okay. And if and if they start off tomorrow where 
they get three in a row first AB, they will adjust. But in the meantime, they're not going to change their beginning strategy of the game because they have scripted out four strategies as you go through the game. You know, you're either going to see the pitcher two times or three times. We know that now, um, no matter how long it lasts. And then you're going to see the race. You yeah, don't even you, know how many times you're going to see that guy. Yeah, for him, sure. Why do you think they see him one at bat? Yeah, I think that's something that they count, right? That's, you know, that that's important. If you, you keep facing the same dude over and over and over. That was one of the things I was worried about playing down in Mexico. With... They use chat GPT. Like, because the way that they've developed, kind of like what you talked about, like, mm -hmm. that's been like 20 years in the making. Right. Like, 08 was just when we first saw it work. Right. You know, like, that was the first time it just worked. So they probably have some software where it's just like, Cashman just sitting there and then they go, hey, he's at like the green of the meter, right? Like orange is okay. Green is like you're getting close. And he's like, yeah, we're going to pull the next guy. It's like, what? The guy mm -hmm. could physically be fine or something. But just like the Astros, they, they've been watching what they want to watch so much that what they see is just so difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it it's it's uh it's where you have to get creative you know that's where you know it, it it's being successful over a long period of time is definitely based on the level of nastiness of what you show you know i mean you can't just run heaters for a career you know hey You've what, gotta, what, you, what did the role just change He's doing the same thing he was doing when he came up. His timing. Why everyone's he, saying he's changing shit? Or like, he, didn't, he, he didn't change anything. He's doing the same thing he was doing before. He's I've doing the same seen, thing. Yeah. I've seen so many op articles on like Instagram where it's like, how did Araldus get back into form? What did he change? And I'm like, I, I'm not a pitcher, so I can't really see anything much different if he had changed. I would, I would say two things. Number one, he was separating when his knee would go down, which is a normal separation timing. But because he's so long and how he does his hip coil, he has to separate after he drops. And so he got back to, like, lifting, dropping, and then separating his hands into his move. And then his full-on rotation piece, like, he's also backwards, just like Hater's backwards. Like, when you come set facing Hater, Hater can't see you because he's literally not facing you because he's trying to ride that angle and throw that haymaker as he comes around at it. Andrew Chapman's doing the same thing. Andrew Miller used to be like that, and they put him square, and then it didn't work. So there's a ton of dudes that you see where you put them more 90-degree angle, and it makes things worse because they've been rotating from a deeper angle their whole life. So, ha. Yeah. I just thought about there's I forgot it might be a Troy Tulowitzki versus Andrew Miller, but there's an at bat on YouTube where Andrew Miller strikes out Troy Tulowitzki, and I think it's a like a nine pitch at bat, and he only throws two pitches. Fastball mm -hmm. like ninety-six, like up and in, and then slider down and in at his back foot. And you just watch them go back and Troy is on it. Like he's like, I know what you're doing. Yeah. But at the same time, He's so good. It's Andrew Miller on the Indians. So he was like, in the yeah. show, he's like a 99 overall. He is the dude, yeah. right? And Troy Tulowitzki is a couple years out of Colorado, so he's still very good. And you just see it's a great mindset battle of where, like, what you talked about. I'm throwing my best pitch here, and I'm throwing it in the best spot where you can't hit it. 
and it's a lot more than just like, why does he keep throwing the same pitch? You see how nasty that thing is? Hit it. Like, just like what we were talking about. It's like, it's a giant shape. It's hard. It moves a lot. There was that video of Andrew Miller hitting or throwing live that was on Instagram for a couple of years ago. And like, you watch that arm whip and that movement. If that's what you look like, man, like, I want you to throw whatever makes that guy second guess what you're throwing. And I bet it's those two pitches. You know what's like really sad about him is like, we're, we're forgetting Andrew Miller of the College World Series. Do you remember him? No. Oh, he was like Dontre Willis. Dude, he like single handedly won the College World Series for North Carolina. And like full, full, cool. full leg kick, like none of the slide step shit. Like oh. throwing a hundred with that run, like just embarrassing teams in college. Throwing like four foot, 97, 99 mile an hour fastballs right down the middle, dropping a change piece, and then just like dumping curveballs. And you see like dudes who got drafted that year that are just like, like, oh, what a day. <laughs> are there any big leaguers that were on his team? Because I uh, would like to. Let's go. Because if there was, I would imagine that guy facing Andrew Miller, he's probably a decent hitter. Because if yeah. you figured out how to even put a barrel on Andrew Miller, like, you're not bad. Mm-hmm. Speaking of college baseball, I don't understand the rankings whatsoever. I'm not here to talk about that. <laughs> I don't get you know, like, that. I don't understand. LSU was number one, and they went down. And then yesterday, or two days ago, they are number one, and they went down. And so I'm like, okay, how do you go down twice as the number one? Like, I, I thought you go down once, and there's a new yeah. number one. But it's, a, it's a popularity contest uh, written by writers that watch box scores or right. don't exactly know the players or the situations. Right. And maybe they watch some live streams. But it is wildly coincidental that the SEC has all play, all teams that are in the top 25 as well as on ESPN at the same time. So I'm not saying collusion, but there's a weird thing, too, also with the NCAA. I'm not sure if people know this, but go do some research. Is, uh, the NCAA is based out of Iowa, and it's very close to the University of Iowa campus. And somehow, Iowa's always ranked. <laughs> uh, uh, um, what I was going to talk about was, bro, who the hell is Nichols University? They oh, yeah. beat you, right? And yeah. one of the things that I, I loved about, or I do love about college baseball, bro, Fresno State. Right? Like, we're talking about yeah. College World Series. Do you guys know where Reese Hoskins went to school? Sacramento State. Like, he didn't go to Florida, North Carolina State, right? But he went somewhere, probably faced dudes, right? But he didn't face, you know, like, the dude of dudes, right? Those, like, the Friday night guys in North Carolina, Vanderbilt, right? But still, you're playing against probably UCLA, probably USC, probably Cal Poly, right? Those are all three highly ranked teams. But one of the last things I want to say is, like, if your goal is to go to college, remember your goal is not to just play college baseball once you get to college. Because that's like, again, I'll use a jiu-jitsu example. That's like getting your brown belt. Why not get a black belt? 
you're right there, dude. Like, when you go to college, it's still just a stepping stone of development. So go where you're going to play. Like, really go where you're going to play. Like, don't just go to some – like, if you go to Vanderbilt because you can, don't. Go to Vanderbilt because they're like, hey, I want you to pitch, like, 30 innings your freshman year. Bet. Let's go. Right? Yep. Like, that would be your commitment because, like, what John and I were talking about, I have a, I have a buddy that he's a pitching coach in Indiana. And there was a kid, I mean, kind of a freak, 16 years old, decided, I want to play baseball. Goes to junior college after one year. So he's been playing baseball for like four years, gets a D1 scholarship, right? Pretty awesome, right? But he didn't really know how to pitch. And so he gets tuned up by these D1 hitters because these guys know how to play baseball, right? And the coach says, I think you should redshirt and work on developing. And he says, no. Has a horrendous year. Guess what happens? Pow, right? You get kicked to the curb because you think you can play. You got to show up and play. Or the coach said, I think you need to develop more. You should develop more. Like, it's okay to develop. Like, take a, what do we call it, a dead year or something yeah, like that? Yeah. yeah. Gap year. You can sign up for gap year training right here in San Diego, California. Come down, join our unlimited program. We'll take care of you hitting, pitching, strength training, live at bats, arm care, health. College season team coming soon. Pretty excited about that. Going to play 20 games season. <laughs> Back to you. That was the best segue <laughs> I ever grew up. <laughs> I just saw it. I had to. I had to jump on it. So that that's kind of the, the last thing that I really want to say is just like, I got a lot of guys that want to go to college for a lot of different things. Like there's a kid that wants to play two sports in college and I'm all for it. Right. But he's said out on D1 and I just had to break it to him I was like hey man if you would have been D1 you're a junior it would have happened by now I'm not saying it won't but for you to play two sports D1 one of those you've already would have committed to and he's like you're right and I'm like I'm not saying don't but I'm saying why not go to a really good D2 school where maybe that's possible right he's like what do you mean I'm like not every D2 school has super stacked baseball and basketball right or whatever sport football and baseball right one of those is going to have a little bit downtime because it's not a D1 school, right? You don't have the marketing and the travel and the this and the that, right? Because that's a, that's a thing, dude. Like, I couldn't imagine playing football for, like, Oklahoma, right? And just, like, traveling. And then, like, I also want to go play baseball this year, right? It's like, bro, you're probably not doing anything till December. Like, honestly, you're probably not doing anything. So yeah. if that's your goal, again, the two-sport guy, Guys that are out there, which I want you to exist because I want a Bo Jackson, I want a Deion Sanders, I want it. <laughs> Go where it's possible. I'm for it. I'm for I'm it. So, so for it. Like, I really want it so bad. I'm pretty sure <sighs> if it was a like kid, Oklahoma I State, like that would be more possible. I, if it was like I think a wide receiver, I, and also I think the ass. quarterback, I, I'm not, I'm not Oklahoma State, maybe somebody like that. Uh, quarterback center fielder right now, center, uh, UCF. UCF. UCF, yes. yes. Quarterback center fielder. Oh, so Love that. Hey, Jameis was QB right fielder closer. Yes. Stealing crab legs out the Lucky's parking lot, too. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. For sure. But um, anything else you want to close this out on? Um, No, that was great. Always fun catching up, talking strategy. Love that. Um, let's get something in June on the books that we can – 
if that's what we, I think we yeah. said June, something like that. Yeah, um, two weeks of crazy high school season, and then I think, we're ready I, for the I think we do too. I think we have two weeks more too. So we're going to start putting some summer training stuff out as well. So we're excited about all those things. We will be having summer training and other really, really fun stuff coming soon. So thank you guys for watching. Please like and subscribe. Please DM us if you have any questions about anything. Thank you, guys. Later, dudes.